Oh no, I'm just having a sip. Oh, this is the first podcast that we're ever gonna do. That's right. Oh, keep going, right? No, no. <laughs> evening, we'll evening. Ah, we'll oh, Leeds. They're, <laughs> they're the bane of my existence. So, you right? I'm very well. How are you? Yes, I'm all right. Thank you. I've got my Elvis juice. I've got, um, I would like an Elvis juice, but I've got a drive, so I've got a Corona. <clears throat> Bearing in mind, Elvis juice is, what, 6.5% and yeah. Corona is probably nowhere near that, so <laughs> I appreciate your uh, uh, offering of alcohol. Thank you very much. Um, across from me is Aidan. Hello. A.K.A. Mr. A. Hello. Caroline's Capuchin, keyboard player, bass player for multiple bands. Hello. <laughs> and close mic speaker. And you are? Um, my name's Carl. And you do? I've got no idea anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why we're doing this, really, isn't it? Well, yeah, kind of, yeah. I think, I was thinking about it earlier on, and you suggested it, and I was like, ah, oh, is that something I want to do? Do we want to talk about ourselves for an hour or whatever? Mm-hmm. And then I thought, do you know what? Yeah, maybe, because... I'm. I don't. Want, I don't want to say. I don't want to say I'm lost, but I definitely need something. I need. I need something, and I've. I've. I've been on a musical journey of sorts. That's you have. the cheesiest. Well, my st- my thinking is. Yeah. When did you move to Australia? What year was it? T- Ten years ago, last year. So we're thinking 2007. No, 2006. Probably around then. Okay. See, that's how bad my memory is. And then how long were you there for? Well, I moved back. Last. Uh, a year ago yeah about a year yeah. ago so we can we, so you've been in Australia for 10 years then mm. so as far as as far as we are concerned these are the lost years of Carl aren't they because <laughs> <laughs> well, you went you went as far away as you could possibly go yeah and it is uh, physically the furthest most point far away from England isn't yeah. it yeah and it's yeah. the longest flight and the most expensive flight yeah which... and then you were there happily living your life doing all musical well, yeah, things yeah and... I was I, I was I just needed I, yeah, I went, I, I crush, can I swear? Mm-hmm. I shit myself. <laughs> well, no, honestly, that's the first thing I, I, would like, I probably would like to talk what, about. On the I plane got, or? Well, no, no, not, <laughs> not physically, but I got, I got there after being, you know, fairly successful over here. It was good. It was good times, you know what I mean? There was loads going on. It was busy, you know, with Caroline's, with Tupac was mm-hmm. going, held for leather and... It was fun, and you know, I knew everyone. Everyone's lovely, and I made this decision to change it up and challenge myself, you know. And I actually got to the place where I was going to culminate all these thoughts that I'd had. And um, so, where did you? So Mel- Melbourne. Yeah, Melbourne. Yep. Moved to Melbourne, and I moved to the peninsula. It's called the Mornington Peninsula on mm. Melbourne, which is it's beautiful. It was beautiful. It's paradise. You know what I mean? You can't. I was literally living a hundred meters from the beach. Um, very very lucky and all that sort of stuff landed on my feet there mm-hmm. um, but musically um, never did I realise so, oh, so quickly it's completely who you know not what you know because I've been playing bass a long time fairly accomplished I can mm-hmm. do I can get by and all that sort of yeah, stuff pretty good but <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't know I didn't know anyone I didn't know I didn't know any musicians I didn't even know the venues. I didn't even know how to get those two things together to make things happen. And I sort of 
I was panicking a bit because where I was is not necessarily a city. It's a bit out mm. in the sticks a bit. And I was like, oh, I want to I want to play the big, you know, be at a venue in St Kilda, which is the venue you want to play, you know. But to do that, you've got to, you've got to work up to that. Mm-hmm. You've got to work, excuse me. You've got to so work up like to like that. It's like coming to Hampton and yeah, well, like, yeah, wanting to play the Guildhall. Yeah, something. exactly, pretty yeah. much. And, you know, and, I, and I didn't know, and I lost my way a bit um, to start with there. So, you know, I kind of went a bit insular and I started doing a lot of my own recording, which I started in England. And I took with me over there and I did, a, I think, a six or seven track solo thing which was like a bit of a baptism of fire for me because mm-hmm. it's the first time I sort of sang properly or anything and now I listen back to it now and I'm like whoa what's it called which one's this it's, it's called Tut Guruk so, so just to be completely open here Carl has arrived with <laughs> just grab those yeah I got a streak oh come on there we go you got them that's he's not with good. this many CDs <laughs> I'm glad you said CDs. One, not. two, three, four, five, six CDs. And then before we started, he wrote down a list. That's right. Of all, of all the musical things he's been doing in Australia, and I'm counting here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine things. That's not bad, is it? That's, That's amazing. Freak- That's well, amazing. Well, it's freaked me out a bit, because I thought, uh, when you asked, actually asked me, what have you been up to? I thought, oh, not much. Bit of that, bit of this. But then when you actually prodded me a bit more and, and made me say you know I thought actually I went on I met this guy I went on tour with them I supported Melda May mm-hmm. I you know I got to see Australia for free because I was a side you know as Mike Watt my f- favourite bass player so I was side mousing for a lot of <laughs> a lot of other artists you know mm-hmm. and it was good times so but that, that list doesn't doesn't um that is not the list of someone who was finding it difficult to find their feet when they well, landed no. in Australia. So I'm, no. I'm interested to see how did you to be, to land be... in Australia and feel kind of musically lost like you were, but then come back ten years later. Well, and I'll, be, like I'll be honest. I met um, I met DJ Bluecast, which is what I like to say. So midway through finishing off these songs I was doing my solo stuff, mm-hmm. which I put on Bandcamp, which are available, and we'll put a link or something up. We... Is this Plumo? Blamo, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah, 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 well, actually, yeah. Should we have a listen? Yeah, put a, put a bit on. Yeah, that that can I just say, amazing drumming. Yeah, can I? I was I was going to say that, but you said it before me. And um, that was possibly one of the last things I remember doing before I left the UK um, with your brother, yeah, Rob from Caroline's Capuchin. Extraordinaire, he's amazing, blows mm-hmm. my mind. And yes. I literally put sets of mics up on a, on his drum kit in your dad's. Well, we were during it was during recording our album for what. 
It was around. Yeah, it was during it was. those recording yeah. sessions, wasn't it? it? Was, and everything yeah. was set up, and he thought, "I've just got this tune I'd like to." Yeah, and he smashed and he smashed it out. And I, li- I literally played it to him once in, in sections and told him when to change the beat. And I was giving him countdown yeah, one to yeah. pointing at him, and it was awesome. He was amazing. It was like a one take wonder. Uh, thing, it was, it? and it was brilliant. It was, and it's so much fun. And it's still, it's <laughs> probably, I'm really proud of the whole thing. There's, there's no guitars on that. It's all bass, and it's bit uh, a bit of singing. That yeah, I'm better nowadays. <laughs> I'm better nowadays, people. <laughs> but anyway, moving on. So how? So you arrived in Australia with, with these songs? With the songs, yeah. yeah. And I spent the first time as a hermit, finishing them off, mixing them, producing them, whatever you call it. I don't know. In my early recording skills. So you had um, you had like a studio at home, did you? Yeah, I had a little home studio thing yeah. like most guys have nowadays, you know. And um, yeah, I just did that, and uh, that's when I met DJ Bluecast. Mm-hmm. And we created, and we basically just, he was a, started off as an awesome drinking buddy, really, you know what I mean? We would just, yeah, go around and hang out with each other, and, and we found um, music production software, and we started smashing out drum and bass tracks, I don't know, I don't know not in my nature, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, so full on drum and bass tracks, and we produced about, I reckon we produced about 17 songs all in all, oh. and I'll, we should drop one in, just quickly, because it's such a contrast to what we've just okay, heard. So what are we going to listen to? Um, I think it's probably either going to... Let's, um, let's go with a bit of Faceless Flow. Okay, okay. Here we go, a bit of Faceless Flow. I've got a lot of time in there. Oh, that was a bit different. <laughs> yeah, I tell you, we, we set out. I, I, I like drum and bass, you know, like two players have some drum and bass sort of yeah. blast beats and all that sort of stuff. And um, But um, this was full on. This was fully programmed, you know what I mean? We um, were using software all the time. Um, there was hardly any live playing apart. And even if it was live playing, it was on like a micro Korg to get that real fuzzy sort mm-hmm. of dirty bass tones and all this sort of stuff. And What did you wear? That's... I'm imagining like Daft Punk helmets. And no, 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 no. <laughs> it, it was um, vests and which over there are called singlets. Okay, okay. And um, really skimpy shorts because it's really hot. <laughs> I'm telling you, and you don't feel so bad. Vests and skimpy shorts. Skimpy shorts. <laughs> Two fully with grown hard, men. With your hardcore drum and bass. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's exactly it. And so you know, yeah, curry stained vests because you're, oh, you're too lazy to get changed. But anyway, <laughs> no, and it was good times, but. Obviously, a new, uh, you know, I need I need to play. I can't not. I can't sit in front behind a computer mm. and just program. So, I uh, yeah, answered an advert in a paper and thought I got to get to the city with anything. And so, the city like well, I was you know, I was about um, I can't even remember now. Sixty, probably sixty, seventy k's away from the city, Melbourne city. Okay, you know, I was in a, in a suburb way out, mm-hmm. and so it was a bit of a drive. You know what I mean? It's like gigging in London basically almost you know what I mean 
So it's like when you're in Southampton and you've got a gig in London, it's a bit, it's a bit of an evening, you know yeah. what I mean? You, but to go and rehearse in the city was a bit, uh, you know, it's just like, come on. But I was just keen. And so Dave Anderson was a guy I answered an advert for. He needed a bass player. So I took my electric upright bass up to the city, had a rehearsal, and I'll be brutally honest, first rehearsal I thought, not coming back here. Right. Because it just wasn't what I was used to. I love... You're talking about the, um, the music or Yeah, I just... Um, uh, it was not fugazi. It was not hard or hitting or heavy or anything that is I'd that, been um, done. Is that uh, how Australia's just generally different to here? Or? I don't know. I think... I, did, I didn't know that at the time. But Dave Anson indirectly taught me that Australia does have a very different music scene about um, concerning coffee coffee shops, man. It's... Yeah. If you can play a Sunday session at a pub and you've got an acoustic set with, um, you know, with someone sitting on a cajon and, mm-hmm. a, and a double bass and an acoustic guitar, you're you're gonna your singlets, and you're gonna, your yeah, with, with your singlets <laughs> and your and your, your pride showing and your skimpy shorts, <laughs> you're gonna do all right financially. <laughs> but that's where the money is, and um, so that's what I did, and I played a lot of double bass for him, and and he called me back, and I went back up, and I kept going. And we got a set of songs together. He already had an album out, which is um, very different to what I'm used to. But just a diamond geezer, lovely guy. The band, the bandmates were lovely people. Again, you know, we had Bridget on the violin and mm-hmm. keys, and she was amazing. And what a singer in her own right. And she actually had written another album as well. We should try and link these people to because they should hear it. It's beautiful, okay. beautiful music. But uh, Glenn on drums, you know, and it, it was so four piece, was it? Yeah, it was a four piece, and. Um, just so different to what I was used to, but I didn't, I didn't have anything else. And it was my lifeline for a long yeah. time. Yeah, and it got me out gigging. And we played some wicked gigs. And we played, we played the tennis. We, you know what I mean? We played while the tennis was on in Rod Laver Arena. You know what I mean? It was awesome. Yeah, sorry. Is, that, is this like a big tennis? Yeah, it's the Melbourne Cup, the tennis oh, Melbourne okay. Cup. Right. Right. Cool. David Landy's big gigs for us. And it was um, fantastic. I couldn't believe it. And well. we think the crowd's cheering for us. But then we look left and there's a massive tennis screen <laughs> and they're all just watching the tennis <laughs> and they don't give up. Yeah. Why is this music bothering us in the background? That's what, honestly, that's what it was. But um, we had good times and um, sadly, the second batch of songs we wrote haven't ever been recorded. And this is from 10 years ago. And, and, you know, it's like a lost album somewhere. Doesn't yeah, it? it is. And I'd, lo- I'd love to get it out there because there were some really, really good songs that were written as a band. You know what I mean? And... Um, mm. Hopefully Dave still knows him, and I'm going to appeal to him. Dave. If you're listening. Dave, if you're listening with the other three people that are possibly listening. <laughs> I might. <laughs> yeah. And then. Um, yeah, man, let's get it going on. Let's get it going on. Let's finish that, because it's worthy, I thought. Yeah. You know? yeah. But let's play my different that is. Imagine going from drum and bass, hardcore, <laughs> four nights a week, to then this beautiful stuff. So what are we going to listen to now, then? Um, I think it's called Love... Is a fairy tale. Love is a fairy tale. What can you tell us about this song? This was Dave wrote this song, and I think he. I'm not actually the bass player on this recording. Okay. I only ever played this with him live, but um, he produced a lot of this, and the whole album is really, it's really nicely produced. And he's he's got the Paul Kelly. I don't know if Paul Kelly's a name over here, but in Australia he's a big name, mm-hmm. and he's got that singer songwriter vibe, catchy vocal. Songs about he had another song called Simple Pleasures, which is literally about you know you, you, simple pleasures in life. It's, it's 
it goes without saying things like this you know what I mean it's, it's what you it's what you need it's okay. what we all need but have a listen see what you think It's different again. It's um, like I said, it wasn't initially. I almost ran a mile because it's not what if you listen to what I did before, you know, and all that sort of stuff. Oh, it's yeah. not what I did. you know. It's, there's, there's no. To pay, it's I'm pretty well. I'm pretty sure he's you know Dave Anderson doesn't have the Deftones in his CD collection. <laughs> possibly, I don't know. Maybe he does, but no, he was. It just gave me a brilliant introduction to the Melbourne music scene and we got to play with a lot of different people and I saw a lot of um, singer-songwriters loads of singer-songwriters in Australia mm. loads um, yeah if, you've, if you can play like I said if you can play an acoustic guitar sing a song stomp on a stomp pad yeah. um, keep a beat you know there's loads of guys out there yeah, a bit more chilled a bit more yeah it is it's Sunday session it's coffee shops those are the gigs you get and those are the ones that get you paid so no like so, Dirty, dingy. Yeah, no, don't get me wrong. Yeah, there is, but um, yeah, you have to be a bit more quality. They don't just let any old <laughs> Tom, Dick, or Harry, whatever play them. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And um, I, I didn't know any of those players. This is pretty much one of the first guys I've met yeah. when I got over there. You know, you, you so, asked the lad, and then yeah, so you know, I, and because I got in that scene, they don't really cross over. You don't really get acoustic yeah, yeah. guys playing. You have like an acoustic night at a venue. So then it's all acoustics, you know. Yeah. So it was good though. It was good. Don't get me wrong, you know. And so, but while that was going on, I was always looking for that, um, you know, the thing that would get me playing the sort of bass I wanted to play, a bit harder, a bit fuzz distortion, yeah. and all that, you know, envelope filters and all that sort of stuff. And I tried. So um, you've always been like with two play. You were basically the lead guitar. Well, yeah, I think so. Yeah, kind of. I th- kind of yeah. It was, I mean, granted a lot, but. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. It was a, it was a great, and uh, you know, you don't get, and this is probably a good time to talk about the next thing I got involved with. Really, is mm-hmm. and I, I almost, I almost tried. I did, I did not try to recreate, but I did meet a bass player, um, and he was a he was a good guy. You know what I mean? A guy called Ken, and he's uh, his bass skills were good, and he his songwriting abilities was very much like Grant's. Actually, it was yeah. Cool, yeah you know what I mean? And uh, it was cool, but. And I, I sort of found myself doing it all again, doing the two bass player, one drummer sort of thing oh, again. Wow. Yeah, with, and we ended up calling ourselves Octopi. Yeah. And there's a few, there is a few demos out there, but um, and we did some really nice gigs. We and uh, and it was a bit, it was slightly different to Tupac. It wasn't as hard edged as Tupac. It was a bit more funk, sl- slicker. Tupac was, you know, we were quite aggressive at times. Yeah. You know what I mean? We had. The, 
But um, I was a huge Two Face fan. That's how I met you. Uh, uh, yeah, it's mad. I, I was a fan of the band before I was, before we were, you know. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I just remember you coming around my house with Espion Svensson. Yeah. Trio you just, you music. just met with your girlfriend. Yeah. That's just, yeah, that's it. it should be you were crying in the shed. I was crying in my little back shed. <laughs> oh, man. How many years ago was that? But, um, no, and, so, yeah, it was good. Octopi was a good band while it lasted, but I don't know. It just didn't... It didn't... So you were hoping this would get you into those venues? Well, yeah, about. I was hoping to play, and we did. We played some really different gigs. I mean, mm. we played out, out in the sort of... Um, in the boonies of Australia as well. We played this one particular gig out in the forest, you know, like a campground. The which boonies. Was in the boonies, yeah, just in the backwards, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> but, um, in, uh, and it was mental, and it was really good, and we were really well accepted, you know, so we were a bit more, I think, yeah, we were just more jam-orientated and all that, and it was good, but it, it, it just didn't work out, really. But I, I can probably find... But sometimes that happens and it's nothing to do with how good the band is. It's just... It's just yeah, it's just, it is. It? Yeah, that's it. And it was also a distance thing as well. I was still down on the peninsula. He was up in the city. Mm-hmm. And we were trying to get things together and it would, you know, and ah, just loads of stuff just got in the way. So it didn't happen, sadly, but um, that's all good, you know. Put a, I haven't got a bit on us now. But, but we can insert a clip because okay. there's a couple of things we'll, we'll, have to, we'll have to we'll play the clip and then we'll have to pretend that we just listened yeah, to yeah I know that's that it yeah. <laughs> put it in now this energy it's not natural to me I need a kick in the head if I'm going to see my way through the morning on the way to the evening until I have my first sip it almost hurts to breathe I can't believe my coffee being green perhaps this shit should be illegal to me what am I saying I've a right to be free so get your hands off my cup I'm Say that was one of the most groundbreaking <laughs> earth shattering pieces of music I've ever heard. Well, then, yes, just yeah, that's, um, I, I look forward to hearing it. So, uh, uh, well, I gotta find it first, it's on an old PC somewhere from, from eight years ago. So, anyway, I'll, I'll find it. And but it just reminded me there was a track called Black Coffee that I'll probably end up sending. Okay, so you've probably just heard Black Coffee, okay? Anyway, <laughs> um, oh man, I did other stuff. I hate this man. I hate talking about myself. Why? I don't know. It's just weird. It's weird. It's it's kind of like I'm pleased that I've done some stuff, but it's just odd to have to do it. But anyway, I was going to say, is this why you're a bass player? But then you're the you're not the kind of bass player to ever hide at the back of the stage. And you're no, yeah. I think. Uh, do you know what? I'm a bass player because I played guitar before I played bass, and I would never want to say oh, I'm a failed guitarist, so I'm a bass player. Mm-hmm. But I just didn't get guitar. I learned guitar and I learned loads of stuff on it and I learned chords and nice you play sounds. Great guitar and, now. Well, I love playing guitar now. You know, that's where I'm at now. I play more guitar now than I do bass, possibly, you know. And, but I have this 
I always have that oh, I'm a bass player at heart yeah. sort of vibe and but the yeah the guitar inspires me at the minute probably because I've played so much bass and the guitar still feels fresh it. yeah no, a bass no, no 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 tick never <laughs> tick garbage yeah Wooten no but um no I love guitar but yeah no it's bass is a foreground instrument to me anyway yeah. think of all the bands we grew up listening to and well I was going to say uh, Tupac you were at the front of the stage yeah we were all working Karen's Capuchin you were basically the front man. yeah well, that's, well, that's it well, I don't know so much about that I used to love watching you two guys play to be honest <laughs> if you ever watch an old gig on YouTube of Caroline's gig you probably see me side on just watching you two <laughs> <laughs> just wondering what Robbie's going to do next and how I have to react <laughs> so, I love those days yeah. I love those days and yeah. I still think there's more in us yeah because there's two since I've been back we've done two rough demos yeah which you know good, I mean, we, we should get them down you know yeah. and um, we should get them out there because I, I still I still know people to this day who compliment that album it's awesome should we, should we put a bit on yeah 20 seconds away I'm sure put a bit of Caroline's on okay here we go what? which one should we choose I don't know what do you reckon um, um, I've always thought Deepest Fall is my yeah, Deepest Fall is the one yeah that's the pinnacle for me Yep. <laughs> See, for me, not to go on and blow our own trumpets too much, but for me, that, like that song, that's got power, grace. You know, I mean, we did that, and we weren't a gentle band live. You know, we were supposed to be three-piece jazz, mm-hmm. whatever. You know, we smashed it out live. I don't, and, I don't know if I ever told you. I sent you know Neil Cowley. Yes. Amazingly famous. Uh, yeah, plays with Adele and has his own yeah. amazing trio. I sent it to him, and he, he, his comment was, "Wow, that's got balls." Oh. <laughs> Don't what, I told you that? Send him which one particular track? Oh, Deepest Fall. Yeah. yeah. He says, "Wow, that he said, wow, that outro had balls." Yeah. <laughs> coming from here with this music, that's quite. Well, that, that whole era, I was just, I loved that. I, I remember recording that song. I remember, you know, with Lewis. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's gone on to. I don't know. This is what I'm missing. This is what I'm missing. I'm missing well, he's, ten. He's, he's gone on to like amazing. Yeah, I yeah. hope so because he, he, he should do because he was he used to blow my mind his mixing abilities and skills. You know, even back then, and he was quite fresh to it back then. You know, yeah. And, and, uh, well, we've just had our ten-year anniversary of for what? Well, maybe that's two, maybe eighteen months ago, perhaps. Wow, wow! And he did that recording for us, and um, yeah, amazing. I just loved doing it. But it, it, that, yeah, the back band was 
it's still, and still is hopefully if we can get our proverbial yeah. shit together yeah. I'd still love to do more stuff because I know there's more in us and I know there's a second album and all that sort of stuff and, yeah. and hopefully more gigs so that's alright when and as when and as <laughs> but um yeah so so okay so we were we go back to the story of Carl we were just talking about <laughs> the story of Carl Octopi I think it was well yeah Octopi right? sort of was fading in and out fading in and out mm-hmm. I was trying to find some local musicians so I didn't have to drive you know three hours every night yeah. to and back to rehearsals and all this sort of stuff and I did they make you pay for rehearsals me yeah, yeah everything costs yeah. <laughs> <laughs> every musician every musician just loves paying for rehearsals <laughs> but um now like and I found I started playing a bit of rockabilly bass with a guy that I did about four or five rehearsals with him and smashed my hand up trying to do the whole double stop rockabilly on a double bass yeah. and, all, and it was just like oh killer did you have your foot up in the thing and then... yeah all this sort of <laughs> stuff and, and, but I had my electric still I didn't I still didn't have a full body <laughs> so it was not right and that, that fell apart and I had a but I did have a covers band that was running in the background of all of this which was like a, like a rock covers band oh cool called um, we had about a million names and um, a drummer called Mark amazing um, great great guy helped me out in a lot in Australia while I was over there and um, just kept coming back when I first met him kept coming back and saying come on come on join this band join this band and even pretended to be a girl and join this band and it was just like <laughs> you're mental but anyway <laughs> and um, yeah we did good and we did loads of gigs and good paying gigs as well and did but we did the classics you know what I mean real okay. classic Go, give, us, give us a list oh man everything from um, what's that um, Heat Is On Oh wow! Awesome stuff like that. Classic eighties, cool. Tina Turner, um, oh, you know, Sex on Fire. All yeah. the classics that you heard these bands. We'd have, well, we'd have like a sixty-song list, like most decent covers bands do. You know, and we played to cricket clubs. Um, we did weddings. We blasted this one person's wedding. And I'm like, they wanted it just hard and loud, <laughs> but the bride really didn't. Oh, right. <laughs> so he just obviously just blown the band budget on us and said, yeah, play yeah. a wedding, play all these songs, Slayer. <laughs> a bit, sure. bit of Rain and Blood, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure, yeah. Oh, it, was, it was just funny anyway, a bit of Metallica, you know. Um, so what did she do then when you started? Well, she just had to go with it. and everyone, everyone, <laughs> She had no choice. <laughs> everyone was dancing, so... Who is she anyway? Yeah, it's only her day. <laughs> but anyway, you know, that... It was an ongoing thing pretty much up until I left. So um, we were called a million names. We were, I think we were called Poke It With A Stick. We ended up being called Dead Air Riot. Um, and the songs morphed more towards sort of Queens of Stone age sort of more, you know, we did, you know, uh, more choice covers rather mm-hmm. than the cliche jizz that most bands do. But anyway, <laughs> but um, two of my highlights in that mid-years was... Um, so mid years, which which years are there? Well, I, I met. You know, in two thousand and seven, we worked out. What's it? Twenty twenty ten, twenty eleven. Probably there. Yeah, probably around then. Actually, when were these? Let's have a look at the albums. This is how bad my memory is. All right. Yeah. Well, it was about that. Probably about two thousand and eleven. Okay. I met a guy who came to the peninsula, a bit of a traveller, hillbilly type, a chap called Phil Barlow, and he was um, he was a nice guy. He was um. I want to be sort of blues man and he's just yeah. starting out on the guitar but he had this voice which I thought yeah that's alright you know that's alright and 
I was, and I'd had my studio in my house, and he came round and said, oh, you know, I said, oh, mate, just, I wanted to record anything. I just so how, how did you meet him? Were you just... He was a... He was, I think he was having it, having it off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, should, should, should I not have asked? Uh, no, yeah, yeah, no, he was, he was, he was a friend of a friend and okay. friend, you know, all that sort of stuff. Okay, right. Having it off. He was having it off with a friend. Let's leave it at that. So I'll leave it at that. And, um, but, and, um, and basically we did a little demo in my house of him singing and playing acoustic guitar and good little songs, little song a songwriter style again, but with a bluesy edge and a bit gritty and a bit dirty and then, and he said, oh, I'm putting these tracks down. He's actually from Brisbane, which was up. So, so, so is that. That's Australia, right? Australia. <laughs> no, no. It's no, not that bad, but where in Australia? <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, Melbourne's down. Okay. Brisbane's right up, right. Oh, so top it's, a, right. it's a long way away. It's a long way away. Right. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a drive, probably a flight. Okay. And he said, I'm putting these tracks down um, in a studio up there. And I thought, yeah, he's full of shit. Because mm-hmm. um, I looked the studio up and it's quite a prestigious one up there it's mm-hmm. nice written uh, anyway uh, he goes oh I'll, I'll send you a plane ticket and you can come up and do the bass parts and I was like yeah see you around <laughs> really whatever sort of thing um, literally in my email four days later yeah. plane tickets wow yeah so he flew me up that was, I couldn't so believe this it. first jam was must have gone really well yeah well, yes. <laughs> I actually couldn't believe it I was like this is nuts I've just met this guy and he's flying me up to record on an album he's doing you know and Wow, it's cool, and it was a, it was a brilliant experience because I met, I got to meet people that changed my, you know, changed my existence mm-hmm. in out in Australia basically as well. Is it is this? Would you say this is what you were, what you were looking for when you said when, when you said at the beginning you landed in Australia and you were no. a bit lost and you were no, a... I lost I lost my way so many times. I'll be honest, I, I was always looking for, uh, I was always looking for that. Um, I don't even know. I can't even tell you now. But you know, I'm glad I found all this stuff. But look at but about I me. Mean, we just take stock. I mean, you landed, you landed there. You didn't have any contacts. You didn't know any venues no, yeah. or any people, and you just turned up basically just a bloke with a bass. Yeah. And now some guy after one rehearsal is flying you to the other side of the country. I know. It was mental. Amazing. It was. It was. It's, yeah. It's quite a leap, isn't it? Yeah, it was quite a leap. It was nice. <laughs> and, and and that leap led to me meeting the people that. For you know the next few years, to, uh, sort of um, because that's what you know they they were the musicians so I used in the next few years of so the guys there. in his band yeah for, so basically Phil Barlow had met all these people and mm-hmm. he'd uh, met a drummer a chap called Sweeten Sweeten Barak and who is still a bloody good friend to this day uh, you know mate if you're listening I hope all is good so this is this how I'm holding now is it yeah that's the one that's the first one we produced that's cool. and um. Phoenix Rising. Phoenix Rising. I'm looking at a red cover. <laughs> He's online. He's and online. He's still going strong. He, do, he does. I know. I haven't been in touch with him for a little while because obviously, not that we we didn't fall out or anything. We just he's busy. I'm busy. Life goes on. And um, but you moved back to the other side of the course, yeah. Also, I moved away, well away from. Um, but so um, we we'll say sixty four to your fault. Yeah. Say again. Sixty four to your fault. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um. Yeah, I, I didn't look for this, and, and it's not the sort of music I've ever listened to. I've never been a blues man. I've never loved blues or whatever it is. I don't, need, I don't even know if it is blues. It's just... Well, should we, should we put some yeah, on? Yeah, put some on. Should we have a listen? Put some on okay. from the first track, you know I mean? This, this is his first effort at writing songs, and I, I think it's not a bad effort. What's it called? I actually can't remember. Mm-hmm. What song should we choose from here? Let's play a bit of... Um, 
Oh yeah, play a bit of Typical Woman. Typical Woman, okay. I don't know. Typical Woman, here we go. A typical woman. I was lucky in that one. I got to add some of my own. So, which bass were you playing in? I mean, just for our bass geeks out here. Uh, uh, do you know what? If I close my eyes and pitch a car, the bass player, it's your. the, the growler. It's that. I, I still use that. The two pay bass. Yeah, I've got the growler. Yeah. I still play that. Was, was that that bass or which bass was that? That bass was an Eastwood <laughs> um, Thunderbird. Really? Yeah. Um, was it yours? I bought it out there. Oh, I, got right. it, I got it shipped over. I, I saw. I'm a, I love Mike Watt is a massive um, influence on me. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know I love. I like not so much. I don't know. Maybe not so much his playing anymore, but his ethos of everything. You know what I mean? And he, with, with Tupé, we were we loved that. It was punk rock. You know what I mean? Punk yeah. rock is what you make was what you make it and all that sort of stuff. So, and I saw him playing a non-reverse. T-Birds, I think they're called non-reverse. Mm-hmm. But um, and I was like, oh, why do I like that so much? And then I saw that Eastwood they re they resurrect guitars that aren't made anymore for like half the price. Yeah, you know what I mean. I spent I think I spent about six hundred bucks plus hundred and fifty bucks getting it shipped over. And I and it was it was compared to the Growler, compared to the Tobias, compared to the Elric boutique Canadian mm-hmm. three grand thing I got. You know, it was shit. <laughs> but sounded great there oh it's, it just had two um, humbuckers yeah and it just it was it just sounded fat yeah. whenever I plugged it in just straight tone I just it just had two dials dial them both up bang <laughs> it was like and that's what you want a bass to do essentially you know it's, it's so I used that I used it on stage um, so did you gig did you gig much for these guys yeah 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 we gigged a lot we did a, I did he kept flying me up to wow. Brisbane, which was just lovely, you know what I mean? Or, I, think, I can't even remember, we, we, and he'd come down, he did, uh, we did a tour of Melbourne and all that sort of stuff as well. Mm-hmm. He came down and did five or six gigs with, um, well, actually, with some of the members of the covers band, the Poker With The Stick okay. guys, yeah, they played very graciously. Um, and, yeah, it was good, it was a good time, you know, and it was just fun, it was just fun. Because I was playing the louder venues, with a sort of blues band, you know, and solo guitarists doing solos and stuff like that, and we were playing, the drummer gets to hit out rather mm-hmm. than sit on a cajon going, <laughs> you know, and can you keep the volume down? We're trying to have a coffee here. <laughs> <laughs> right, so, and so I got into those venues, and we got, you know, we, we finally played the St. Kilda venue that I was yeah. on about with Phil Barlow, and it, yeah. was, it was a good set, and it was loud and brash and nice, you know, and 
So it was, it was a good twist, good take, you know. But moving on quickly, because I know I'm yabbering. No, 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 it's fine. Yabbering <laughs> well, is good. It's just, thing, just, it's just reminding me, it's making me smile as I'm talking about it. The musicians I met with the Phil Barlow thing, I met a guitarist called Joe Fallon. He's a wonderful... This guy was a... He's a seven-string prog, progressive rock okay. monster. You know what I mean? He's... Um, what he can't do, like tapping, and he's amazing. He's a, and he's, what a wonderful guy. He was a, he's a computer whiz that... Now he teaches old people core strengths. He's such an amazing oh, wow. character. Yeah, he's such a different guy. And <laughs> but... Obviously, he didn't do the progressive stuff with Phil Barlow and the Wolf. He did. Did, did. did we just hear him then? Was he on... Um, I can't remember if he's on that particular track, but I'm, I'm sure I'm, I'll try and pick another. He was more prolific on the second album okay. that we did together as a band. Um, obviously, he was just finding his blues as well. And it was lovely. And, and I know that was kind of a reggae track, but I'm sure to God, most of Phil Barlow's <laughs> stuff is, is like bluesy <laughs> rock. But um, he, you know, so I'm still in touch with him today. You know, Joe Fallon, we. we Message each other the other day, just checking in. Are we okay with each other and all that sort of stuff? Drummer, there's a chap called Sweeten Barak. I mentioned him before. I still talk to talk to him. Mm-hmm. He's actually got a YouTube channel because he's actually a professional musician and he's he plays with all the top guys up in Brisbane on the blues scene. Um, drum teacher, uh, amazingly lovely guy, amazing. There's a track on that album where a girl called Kahiwa. Play and does backing vocals. Oh, I've heard her name before. Well, yeah, well, that, that's where we're headed. Oh, okay, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Can I jump the gun a bit? No, 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 you're all right. But um, she is, oh, she's a great voice, um, ukulele playing, and she, I kept in touch with her, and that led off to all sorts of places because I ended up playing in her band and writing music with her, mm-hmm. and touring the country again with her so where did she live was she up, was she up in Brisbane she, she used to live in Brisbane yeah um, but she'd actually moved down to Adelaide which is about as far on that's that. where they film Neighbours no oh, Neighbours is Melbourne oh is it yeah where was Home and Away filmed that's Melbourne I think too isn't it what was filmed in Adelaide then nothing happens oh. in Adelaide <laughs> <laughs> no I like Adelaide Adelaide's a nice town but um Adelaide is the place you get wolf whistled if you've got long hair and you're a boy, yeah. the Aborigines still fancy you. So that's Oops. that sounds terrible. That's not that's <laughs> no way to just, that's just what happened to me. Anyway, but now Adelaide is a good town. But um, she moved down there, and but the thing with her, yeah. So I can't I can't remember the time frame. I think I might have done some stuff with Kahiwa in between the two Phil Barlow albums. Um, well, this album here says 2015 was this a later album I'm looking at here no 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 that's so yeah I think maybe which one was so long let me check the Phil Barlow one here doesn't say a thing does it but um no it's I can't remember the time frame my memory is um, not what it used to be but it, basically it was a great you know, me and Phil was a great catalyst to me. All these other great, sort of great, great players, and, and um, I'm still in touch with them today. And I'd probably still be playing with them today if I was still living over there. You know, it's just a bit hard being across many miles of ocean. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, and luckily with her, she came down to my place and did the same thing again. Did a yeah. demo, which I started 
producing more and just spending time on when I had when I was home and I started realizing I quite really these are catchy these are catchy catchy tunes and she's got a great voice and you know you can it's got a sort of style of I don't know but, but I don't know put something on okay what should we put on put on a track called um, Goddess okay because um, I yeah we recorded this and um, there's another segue link in this well because the drummer I got to play on this song I didn't really know it at the time but I ended up in the a band with him for the last portion of my stay in Australia so um, and he played awesomely again there's another Robbie moment where I said mate I've just met you but can you mm-hmm. play on this song <laughs> and he did and he did a wonderful job so play for the goddess and okay okay here we go Telling me, you, you got to this guy's house, the drummer's house. Yeah, um, I'd again got um, annoyed at driving back and forth to the city, <laughs> so I finally made a decision that I was going to find some local musicians. I couldn't believe my luck when this guy answered an advert in on a web page, which is like a peninsula, Mornington Peninsula sort of music, and I reckon there was literally fourteen adverts on there. <laughs> <laughs> And this guy um, contacted me, and um, and he's world class. Turns out he used to live in Brisbane. He knows some of the guys that <laughs> this other chap sweet, and it's very it yeah. must be it's very incestuous. I didn't realise how incestuous it was, even though I suppose it's still like, it was in Southampton. I remember we all used yeah, to know yeah, each you're other. Talking about, you're talking about a massive country, not well. I suppose yeah, <laughs> but it was just it was just mad how it worked out. How he used to. His mum and dad, who were world-class players as well, his dad was a saxophone and flute player, mm-hmm. and his mum was a singer, like a jazz blues singer to die for, and we had a jam once, actually, and it's definitely one of the, my highlights of making music in Australia. Yeah. I wish we'd recorded it, because we made a song about... She sang a song about a... a well, actually, I thought it was a sexy woman, and she was being jealous, but it was her husband's fascination with a Fender guitar. Oh, right. It was called the curves of the guitar. I thought they were curves mm-hmm. of the woman. It shows where my mind's at. But anyway, <laughs> but it, it was sung in that way. You know what I mean? It was led to led to lead you off the track, whatever. But I said to him, mate, I've got this EP I'm reducing. I just met him. Can I come round? Can you put some drums on it? So I set the mics up. And by the time I set the mics up and got everything running, get everything sounding halfway decent. Which I know takes a while, don't oh, I? Especially in a drum kit. Uh, yeah, and I, and I didn't go mad. I only I did a like, sort of a four mic thing, a couple of condensers. In his front room, was it? No, it was in his. He's got a, he had a shed. 
Okay. Or a shed. You've got to have a shed if you're Australian. Yeah, shed and barbecue. Shed, barbie. Well, you did, we did have a barbie, but... <laughs> um, and basically, I pressed record on the track. I gave him a little quick listen so he could get the tempo. Pressed record on the track, and he smashed in. Um, I bid hand signals when I knew <laughs> I got to open out your hand signals. Yeah. So he came, and when I opened out, obviously he went over to the ride and made the song bigger. <laughs> and I think he literally did it in two takes, one take, two takes. And I, I took a drum fill from the second one because it was awesome. And I think there's a bit in the track where the snare just rings beautifully and it's in a perfect spot. Yeah. I love it. I was really proud. I was really proud of that, at that stage of, of trying to record music and all that sort of stuff, how it turned out. Mm. And um, yeah, mate, I still owe him, you know. <laughs> but, um, so tell me, tell me more about um, the singer though. Tell me. She's... She's uh, lovely. She's. I didn't realise how. Um, it was a whole scene. There's so many there's scenes. There's scenes everywhere, isn't there? Everywhere you go around the world, there's punk scenes, whatever, rock scenes, whatever. She was involved in the ukulele scene, okay. which is vast and sprawling, and it took me by surprise. Because <laughs> honestly, we'd go, she'd say, Oh, right, we've got a gig. And I'm like, Cool. And she's like, It's in Darwin. I'm like, all right, that's about as far away as I can get in Australia. So where's, where, where? Um, Darwin is the Northern Territory of Australia. So okay. It's right up and it's so hot. Beautiful place. Like, it's just mental. And so did you have to drive then or? No, no, fly. I have to fly everywhere in Australia, and, um, which is cool. And, um, so, and it's a, it's a ukulele festival that we're playing. And you get there and, and they all know each other. And these are these is thousands of people who know each other, <laughs> and you go to a ukulele festival, and there is um, say all right, say for instance, it's five hundred people there. This particular one, uh, five hundred of them have their ukuleles on them. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. It was blowing my mind. Like, like I was, I have my big upright, the double bass, whatever, and I'm just like, I'm literally the only one here who doesn't <laughs> play ukulele, and there's. It's I think you were still like, louder though, weren't you? Yeah, I was loving it. <laughs> it was good. It was it was nice, and we we used to love it. So, and me and her bounced off each other quite well because we got the, a bit of comedy going. Where, you know, I mean, she's, you know, she's a lovely girl, and we we had banter on stage, and she'd be quite prim and proper, and I'd be a little bit smutty or whatever, like I was. I've always had rude Englishman. No, yeah, yeah, exactly <laughs> that, and and you know, and it was great. And then we do gigs in Sydney and Brisbane and. Melbourne and we do all the ukulele festivals and I couldn't believe how big the scene was and it's such beautiful friendly people and like they have about four or five open mic stages at these places and everyone would get up and do something at some point over a festival it's not like any other festivals I've ever been to it was really good you know if you didn't like ukulele please just don't go <laughs> it's not for you oh my <laughs> life <laughs> I can't tell you how not it isn't for you but um, brilliant and we wrote music she'd send me stuff online because she mm-hmm. lived in Adelaide lived in Melbourne um, I'd go down to Melbourne stay with her and her boyfriend and her boyfriend is a world class chef oh wow I don't think it's what he does for a living he just oh man look breakfast he cooked me yeah. one morning I'm going to talk about I, that I bet just generally in Australia especially on the coast the food is good yeah so good all, fish all, and... yeah, yeah fresh yeah. and actually yeah, it'd be without sounding like a weirdo, but like um, everything's produced there because obviously import it's, it costs money to import stuff, so mm. they produce stuff there. And even though food's probably a bit more expensive than it is over here, it's just 
better. I, do, I, I truly believe, but just better quality. Just the, the stuff, the veggies aren't on the shelves for as long as they are over here, or yeah. you know, and all this sort of stuff. Not that that means anything, but it, it is what it is, and it just, mm-hmm. yeah. Not that I ate vegetables <laughs> <laughs> when there's better food out there. Anyway, you can't barbecue a vegetable, can you? Yeah, you can barbecue no. some vegetables. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. Not that you do. <laughs> it's not coloured like meat, is it? But anyway, it's not the Australian way. No, it was good times, good times. But um, so we produced that EP, First Kiss, and released it and toured it. And she actually floated her car up north, like um, on a trailer. And we flew up north, and then we drove her car all the way down the coast back down. Floated her car, wouldn't Well, that put it on a flatbed truck. Oh, right. And got someone to drive it up there, or a train, why, probably. Why didn't you drive the car just too far? Well, it was just too far to drive up there and drive back. Yeah. We just didn't have that sort of time, because it takes decent time you know so we started the tour up the top of Australia and travelled down and I just met some amazing beautiful people you know what I mean like I'd rock up at a bowling club one afternoon and there's a a ukulele club going on and there's it was amazing there's like a five year old girl with ukulele all the way through to an 89 year old Mm. woman playing ukulele all playing the same song and there's about 50 people in this room and they're all refinding themselves, relearning music. It was wonderful, singing and playing. I was like, ah. And I was envious because I still can't sing and play very well. <laughs> I was like, damn, I should be taking lessons from these geezers. But anyway, it's good. But um, in all that time, we did another Phil Barlow album. Um, I was still trying to write my own stuff and struggling. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's true actually everything I mean you, you turn up with your own CD but actually everything so far has been sideman car right yeah that's there. that's just who I'd be that's what I do I think I don't know I, I, there's a part of me that doesn't want to and that's probably why I'm doing this right now because I have written so much material did you were you writing for these guys as well or yeah yeah I, their music uh, all, and you were... all the all the bass lines I put in were my yeah you know, they'd obviously, they'd have the melodies and the, and the chords of the song. But anywhere I could put something in, you know what I mean? I, you know, I just, that's what I love to do. I love, I think I can, that's why Caroline's appeals to me so much. You come with an idea and I, I bounce off that. And mm. it may not be what should be played, you know, and sometimes you do have to stick to the rules a bit. But sometimes, you know, I mean, if it sounds good, it sounds good sort of thing. And that's, that's the vibe. That's where I... That's what I love. I love reacting to stuff. And, mm. I, and I struggle. Um, you know, I've got... A, I play with a million riffs on the guitar right now. Yeah. Uh, well, you came over a few weeks ago, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, we had yeah. a good jam. We had a good yeah, jam. It was cool. really good. And I, I will pursue... The, but that was good for me. I, I've, even though I've done 20 years of music here, I mean, I've played with loads of different mm-hmm. people and, you know, and got to do some crazy good stuff. And But... I still, I don't know, I think I just lack that last bit of confidence to push something I've created out and just be like, yeah, that's done, that's it, I like that. It's good. But that doing that in front of you was really nice for me because it made me hear what I'm doing mm. in a completely different way. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no, I won't pursue that anymore. But that, that's only good. Yeah. Let's pursue that. And you did one line. I hope you remember the bass line, man, because that was a good bass line. <laughs> no way. <laughs> it was good. It was. I'm rubbish at that. It oh, comes out man. and yeah, well, it. I'm open the rift. We'll instigate that mind loop. <laughs> And you come back with a... It was, it, was, it was good. It was good. See, that, that should have been recorded. But anyway, we, dig, we digress. So there's one band I want to ask you about. 
Um, it's, the, it's the Barefoot Sundays. Yes, that that is it. That's probably that was um, that was that was me. Oh, I'll be brutally honest. That was me relenting on all goals of being in a punk rock smash out. Uh-huh. Rock. Not not relenting. That's a harsh words, but it was me sort of realizing. That all all music's important. Uh, we all know this. So let's yeah, hold, let's let's pause and let's have a listen before we before we talk about it. Alright. That was really cool, I like that. Yeah, that's, that was like I said, that's me doing something like I never thought I'd end up doing, and it's great. And I got so to sing. Too, too poppy, or? No, 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 just, yeah, maybe. From, maybe just too, um. Oh, sorry. Kicking the table. Um. I don't know, I don't want to, I'm not insulting it at all, I loved it. I can't, and I miss those guys on a daily basis, you know what I mean? Because when I told them I was leaving to come back here, it was a beautiful Sunday, we used to, re- that's why we were called Barefoot Sundays. We used to rehearse not on... on Sunday. No, yeah, we used to rehearse on Sundays. Um, <laughs> shorts, in Mike's awesome shed. Um, and I knew... I had to come. I knew I was leaving and all this sort of stuff, and things were changing for me, and mm-hmm. you know, and all this sort of stuff. And I, um, and I, I told Tom. Tom's awesome because Tom's just like uh, so positive. He's like, "Oh man, great! On to bigger, better things. Cool, get on you. Good luck and all this." Whereas Mike was like, "Oh, oh so hold on, I've got the CD here. Tom is oh, Tom's singer, singer, singer and guitarist. Yeah, M- Mike is the drummer. Okay. Mike's the drum. Okay, and um, br- both, yeah, brilliant, brilliant people, and." Um, and Mike was just like, oh, you bastard, you just ruined my day. Because <laughs> we were just getting, you know, we would, we recorded these tracks and we were trying to get them produced. And um, they actually produced them after I'd left Australia. And, uh, you know, they, and they got them out. And, um, but we had, oh, we had 10, 15 better songs. Again, mm. I, I think, you know, because this was us just instigating the band, you know, these, these sort of songs. And, um, like one of the one of the songs on the EP is is called Reason, Reason mm, and Rhyme. Reason and Rhyme, yeah. Yeah, and, and Tom says it's the first song he ever wrote. You know what I mean? And it literally is. It's E and A, you know. And it's it it just sounds like one of those. And it's but it worked, and it just the band worked, and they were great guys. 
and it was just easy living and we'd play festivals to no one we'd play you know little bars to no one and we and we played to, we had a good little fan base towards the end there you know and but mm. it was just like starting out it was like going back and starting out as a teenager in your first band all over again mm-hmm. and it was and that's what i think that's, that's me it just i just released everything that I'd aspired to be or I thought I wanted to be or maybe what I felt like I needed to be because of all that I had done. Probably not making much sense here. But I find I kind of released all that and found these guys at the same time and, uh, I don't know, I was going to say, and found love. Mm -hmm. But found some musical appreciation. And my playing's not amazing. Flow the songs. There's no... Bigger, bigger, boom! You know, flea slappage going on, whatever. Mm-hmm. But you know what? It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's just the songs were great, and the people enjoyed them. And we got, you know, we played the venues where you could hit out, but we were still acoustic. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the coffee shop is so still like us, yeah. you know. So we and just a great band, and yeah, it was very sad that cool. I had to leave. And um, and I so still they, are they still going then? Well, I think they two they have done gigs since I've been away. They've done gigs as a duo okay. with um, uh, like sort of a broken down sort of part. And I did find a guy, the guy who bought my rig. I sold a lot of stuff before I left. Um, the guy who bought my rig. He was a good bass player. And um, I said, mate, you should. I showed him the band. I gave him a CD and said, you should play for these guys. You mm. know what I mean? Feeling like, but I don't Passing think. It, the yeah, it didn't come to fruition and. And I, I still hope that they, we did talk about them coming over here to England to play. And um, I don't know if that would be something England or the venues would like and yeah, sort of an, yeah. an Aussie band, you know what I mean? Because it was, um, yeah, because they are, they're tip, a typical Aussie band. It was great, really, really good. And it was the best, it was a brilliant days. And I, I loved it. And, and we did, yeah, but sadly, there's seven songs out there which are real and then there's a, 15 tracks on a PC that I've got recorded as demos which are the better ones that I'd, <laughs> I'd still love to make them real you know what I mean yeah we do well that's it's that's, a, that's it's a shame isn't it what I'm, that's what I'm realising now you know what I mean and that's and uh, you know hopefully these guys are listening and, I, and I, I just want to tell them dude guys I miss you we were awesome it was good fun it was great days and I, you know hopefully we'll meet up again soon that'd be awesome mm. but um yeah that was it and then now I'm back here. And I've been writing for a year. Yeah. I've done one, Your songs are really cool. I've done one gig with yourself in yes. the year I've been back. Yeah. And I thought I'd be really disappointed and down about that. I thought I might just jump back in and do some things, but it's very different. I'm, I'm in a different mindset. I'm not, I'm not the person I used to be. I'm, it's your birthday tomorrow. I'm, Happy <laughs> birthday. I'm about 54 tomorrow or something. No. <laughs> <laughs> but um <laughs> no yeah I know and it's and yeah it's just it's just odd and I, I think you making me do this making me do, yeah. the, do this being belligerent <laughs> you've got to do it I, I came round tonight with some CDs saying yeah we should rip the tracks that we might play mm-hmm. and, and record another time but he's like no we're doing it tonight no no just, yeah, just <laughs> sit down and talk to me I'm like ah, <laughs> all right. but um, no it's good because I'm now it's, I don't know I'm excited to challenge myself again and become a bit more not I don't want to be a front man but just, just just challenge myself and do the singing and playing thing and 
and get some original music out there that I think yeah, and there's some groovy they're groovy, aren't they? They're oh yeah. They're catchy and I'm yeah. groovy and I'm oh, they're, yeah, they're brilliant. They're great. I'm, I'm, I'm quite pleased with them. So I just need to I just need to do hit that final nail and make them an entirety of themselves and then start playing them to people, I think, and see how it goes. I'm gonna, so, I'm gonna ask you a tricky question here. Oh. <clears throat> how do you think the Carl Evans of twenty seventeen is is different to the Carl Evans of two thousand and seven? How do you how do you think your ten years in Australia and your experiences and your bands and your tours and your gigs and everything? How do you how do you think it's changed you? How do you think? Um, what, which what kind of what kind of Carl Evans do we have now after those ten oh years? Oh man, that's a crazy question. I'm thinking back. I'm thinking back to who I used to be or who I was. Not saying I'm not still like that. There's still elements of me. I still smash Jane's Addiction in my van <laughs> and sing like a wild card you know what <laughs> I mean and, and love that stuff and just want to be that you know the toupee sort of wild card I love you know I'm not going to lie I love those days I love those days mm-hmm. um, um, I don't know I think well, obviously all, I think obviously it sounds all... really really wrong but mm. I, feel, I feel that Australia broke me because I, I had everything I kind of aspired to when I was before I left for Australia. I was everything I wanted. I got. I had nice gear, a nice bases. I had good bands, good mm. songs, good friends, good everything. You know what I mean? And and I I still wonder why I did it sometimes. You know what I mean? That sounds brutal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I still wonder why I did it. But I don't know. There's someone inside of me at the time that just needed. I needed to do something different. I needed a challenge. I needed a change up. I just needed to. I don't know. I was just, you know, and it was a massive opportunity offered to me, you know. Which, uh, but, and in some respects, yeah, it was it was a shitty thing to do because it messed me up. You know what I mean? Honestly, even though that sounds dramatic, but it, it's definitely changed me. But. You know, at the same time, what an awesome opportunity it was. You know, what I mean, yeah. and I'm pleased with it because I think I'm definitely different. I'm, I'm definitely more grown up. Um, I want different things. I, I think I aspire to. Sounds I don't know. I aspire to quality over quantity. I try and do that with my beers as well nowadays. <laughs> quality over you quantity. You have moved from brutal to Corona. Well, I know. That's <laughs> only, be- that. only because I've got to drive. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I think. I don't need to do I don't I don't need to do things I used to do a lot of things for other people and I used to do I think I used to do music stuff for other people and I really didn't need to mm-hmm. and I really really now feel like I need to do it for myself yeah just because making other people happy is nice and it's all good and nice you know what I mean and um, and but I think I, I don't know I'm just especially finding the barefoots and just you know having that feeling of just releasing everything just going yeah this is cool this is this is it this is mm-hmm. success maybe that's it maybe this is success and it's just it doesn't matter you know what I mean and it's still the same ethos of all the bands I've in you know we've, we all, we've all been bands and we all play to two people and all that sort of stuff and you know and I two used to say you know what I mean to your mum and your nan you know mm-hmm. what I mean and it's exactly that but it doesn't matter we still played and we still did it and, and I still want to keep that ethic but I kind of um, yeah I, I just want to challenge myself and maybe impress myself now 
rather than yeah. constantly trying to impress other people because that's all I ever used to do 20, 15 years ago, whatever, mm. you know. It was all about being the big man maybe a bit, but in a good way, in a cheeky way, you know what I mean? Not in a completely self-absorbed manner. I still think I make people smile, but ah, the future hopefully is brighter. I'm sure it is. I hope so. Well, thank you for coming in to... Thank you for letting me badger you into doing this. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for thanks for making me do it. For now, this is good because it's an in, it's a starter, and I need something yeah. to kickstart me to carry on now and good. you know get some projects going and yeah make you play bass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, should we should we play them uh, a goodbye song? Yes. Okay, I'm going to give something slow. I'm on the guitar, Carl singing. Oh, gee, really? You ready? Can I use um, my special Oh, you're going to find some lyrics? I'm going to flick through this book okay. and find some lyrics, which were probably... This is a book that I had in Australia the first times I was there. Here we Full go. of little spidery handwriting and... <laughs> okay, please, this is... Okay, okay. Right. What's it called? It's called Wasp. Wasp, here we go. We'll fade out on this. All right. <laughs> That's exactly not... How I needed it to go, but it doesn't matter. It's not you either. I'm gonna harness my um, old age lady pensioner voice. Okay, here we go. Have you ever listened to a wasp bouncing on a window? Keep it together. Keep sorry, it together. sorry. <laughs> If you listen closely, you'll hear his mind about to blow. All he wants to do is get out to the sun, but the glass is like a concept he just doesn't get. And it just adds to his frustration. Chorus, chorus. Just change direction, man There's another way to go Life's too short to be stuck Smashing your nut into a window <laughs> that, That's just... Is that a second verse? That, it's just... I can't even read my own writing <laughs> There's a little line here that said These are the thoughts That leave A stain Upon my brain Wasps And windows